And this is what I tell a lot of the people that I coach that are in professional athletes or I coach Olympic athletes, because ultimately we know that sometimes they win the gold medal by 0.001 of a tenth of a second. Yep. And that is when they show up committed to what we call being extraordinary. That's where you play at the highest level of everything you do. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. Have you been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals? Well then, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club is the place to be. They meet every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Adams, and I've got a very special guest. His name is Trevor McGregor, and he's been doing all sorts of things. People call him Coach McGregor. And if you've ever heard of somebody named Joe Fairless or heard a couple of people that were interviewed on our podcast, like Alison Kirschbaum, Jason Yarusi, Steve Wallace is actually coming on, so is Kathy Fedke, a couple of his students, and Andrew Campbell, all doing giant things within the real estate industry. I'm really excited to have Trevor McGregor on the podcast today. Welcome, Trevor. Tell us a little bit more about you. Hey, thanks, Adam. Great to be on your show. Love the work you do. And yeah, my name is Trevor McGregor. I am a master platinum real estate coach, which means that I am at the highest level of coaching certification possible. I'm certified under the International Coaching Federation, and I coach real estate investors to help them really go from where they are to where they want to be. In addition to that, I'm an active real estate investor myself, and I've been investing in tons of different properties for, you know, over 20 years. And I started wow. out, you know, at the age of 21, knew that real estate was something I wanted to get into, bought my very, very first property, and then did some other, you know, small things, and then really went off to corporate, worked in corporate for a lot of years. And, you know, while I was working in corporate, I started to just do more real estate on the side. Bought one little townhouse in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And that was a great experience. So I pulled the equity out of that deal and I bought, you know, a, a condo. And now I had two properties and I thought, boy, this is going to be fun. And then I took the money out of both of those and bought my first duplex. And Adam, that's when it really got interesting because I discovered cash flow. Awesome. And I think there's that day we all discover cash flow and that becomes a pretty cool thing. So really the rest is history. Went on to buy more duplexes, even more than some fourplexes, bought a bunch of those, really started to buy single family homes and collected a few of those. And now I'm doing seven figure development deals. So that's kind of my background, but my passion is really helping real estate investors do the same. When we were doing the pre-interview, I said, uh, what deals have you done that are creative? And I liked your answer. You said, all of my deals have been creative. So let's kind of talk a little bit about uh, how you've been doing your deals. I know you did one with the equity of another. Uh, yep. let's, let's talk a little bit more about your creative real estate. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, I believe real estate is the greatest wealth vehicle on the planet. And most people think, oh, if I don't have resources, I can't be, you know, a real estate investor. Mm -hmm. I'm here to say that's complete crap because it's never a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. And there's always ways to skin a cat if you believe that there's a way. And so even at the time that I was working in corporate, I mean, I had a young family. It wasn't easy. I mean, I scraped all the money I could out of savings and a 401k in Canada. We call it an RRSP. And that's the money I used for a 25% down payment on that very first property. Now, again, I did buy in the right area. I bought for, you know, value add. I bought for appreciation. 
And that's why I was able to pull a lot of equity out of that in a relatively short amount of time on the refi yeah. to go buy property number two. So again, as we start to get into other properties, I mean, there were times where I could easily come up with some of the down payments and times where I had to go to do a vendor take back mortgage, or I had to start to look at, you know, boring off of family and friends. And I started to do some investing with my brother, Kevin, and we did some pretty cool stuff together. But then even at that stage, you start to run out of that and you go to the banks and the banks start saying, Hey, we know you have millions and millions of dollars worth of property here, but your lending ratios are tapped out. I mean, we're not giving you 10 cents. Mm -hmm. And again, that's when a real estate investor has to decide, am I going to stop or am I going to find a way? And for me, I decided to find a way. And that was to partner up with people like private money lenders there to be go. able to get deals done. Or even on this recent, you know, seven figure deal I'm doing in Vancouver, it overlooks the Pacific Ocean. It's absolutely gorgeous. I've partnered up with a real estate agent who had a property for sale and it was actually a subdividable lot. And so what we did is we took that lot and we absolutely went to the city hall and we got it rezoned mm -hmm. and we sold off part of the back part of the lot to another investor. And we're doing the one that's, you know, up in front and center by the ocean. And literally it was one of those no money down deals that was too good to be true. Yet it was true. And it's already returned, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and we haven't even started the development. We're not into the ground until this spring. I, I love that. Thank you. And it, and one of the things that you mentioned is kind of what we're trying to really share on the podcast. It's all about the mindset. So it really is about like when I bought my first triplex and I couldn't qualify for a loan, I found a way. You hit a roadblock, you go around it, under it, through it. It doesn't matter, but you find a way. And it sounds like with you, it's, you said it's not resources, it's resourcefulness. And I think if, if people can take away that they're just not going to take no for an answer, if they're going to, they can find a way to do a real estate deal, even if they don't have money, even if they don't have experience. And I like what you said, partners. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you've been able to partner with people to buy properties how that was, how you made that a win-win for the person with the money and for you? You betcha. That's the cool thing about real estate. It's not a win-lose. You can make it a trifecta of wins where it's good for you, it's good for the money guy, and it's good for the property owner. So everybody gets what they want. And that whole thing around mindset, I think, is what has allowed me to go out there and be creative in deals and find a way to make, thing happen. They make things happen. And I get that from one of my mentors, Mr. Tony Robbins. In fact, Tony Robbins is a really, really, really powerful guy on the planet for most people, but even more so for me because I got to work with Tony Robbins for half a decade. Wow. I was one of Tony's top master platinum coaches globally, and I would coach millionaires, even billionaires to help them, you know, go from where they were in their business to where they wanted to be. And that wasn't necessarily always working on a strategy. It was really starting to work on their psychology. And their psychology was really, you know, what was their focus? You know, what was their identity? What were their beliefs? What were their values? What were their rules? Mm -hmm. And I learned from Tony a long time ago, Adam, that there's only two things that people need to be successful. Can I share that with your listeners right now? Let's do it. Absolutely. And I love this and I'm passionate about it because those two words that I'm about to share with you and your listeners both start with the letter M as in Mary. And the first one is mindset. You got to have a peak performance can do mindset. And the other one is modeling. You don't have to reinvent the wheel in real estate. You can go out there and find somebody who's done it before you. 
And so as you ask that question, how did you do this? How did you get creative? Well, first of all, I had a strong mindset and a belief that where there's a will, there's a way. And then ultimately I went out there and modeled best practices. I found a coach, I found a mentor, I read books, I listened to audios, I went to real estate events, and in a relatively short amount of time, I was able to put the pieces of the puzzle together where I was you know, asking people to do creative things that I'm sure 99.9% .9 of investors would never even think of doing. Yeah. So does that make sense, Adam? Yes, so, uh, so it's, your, it's first your mindset, what your thought patterns are, what you're thinking, and then, and then you're modeling another person who's, who's been there and done that. I think that simplifies it. It makes it sound more achievable, which is good because for people that haven't, aren't used to that and they're used to being saying like, I can't, I can't, I can't, this is stuff that opens those doors completely. It does, and I can't agree with you more. You're spot fricking on because I'm telling you there's different levels of resourcefulness too. I mean, I teach something that's an adaptation of what Tony teaches mm -hmm. called the competitive edge. And I've deemed it the real estate ladder of success. And there's six levels. If your listeners can picture six rungs on a ladder okay. from the bottom going up, you know, there's different levels that we can show up at. And the very bottom rung is what we call the level of poor, P-O-O-R. And so we always say, if you show up poorly in real estate, what kind of result does that get you? I mean, if you do a poor job at managing properties, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of result do you think that gets, Adam? Do you want a to take a poor, shot at it? A poor. You're close. It oh, does no. yield poor results, but in real estate, it equals pain. Okay. P-A-I-N. I mean, you don't do a good job with tenants and they destroy your property. That doesn't give you poor results. That gives you pain, doesn't it? Yes. There you go. But I know that you and your listeners don't do anything at level one. So let's go up to level two on that ladder. That second rung is what I call good. So now you're doing real estate at the level of good. Okay. You're a good you know, guy driving neighborhoods and a good guy at making offers and a good guy at negotiation. But good isn't good enough in today's competitive space because good today only equals poor results today. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You bet. I'm making notes too. I think this is great stuff. You got it. And so the next rung on the ladder, or ladder, rung number three is what we call great. So now picture that. You go from poor to good to great. And now you've elevated your game. Maybe you've you know, listened to great podcasts like this. Maybe you listen to the Joe Fairless podcast. You go on Bigger Pockets. You go to conferences. And so you're getting better and better. So when you show up at a higher level and you're great at what you do, that yields good results. Okay. But what if I told you there's still three levels above that that we can go as investors? Do you want to go there? Let's, let's do the last three. You bet. So level number four, rung number four is what I call excellent. And now this is where you really start to believe that there's some serious impact and income to be made in real estate. And you start doing things a little bit differently. Maybe you go to more networking events. Maybe you reach out to more investors. Maybe you, you know, really manage your relationships with brokers so that they give you the deals instead of other people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the level of excellent. excellent. When you play at that level in this game, in today's world, that equals great results. And by now, your listeners and you should be seeing a pattern here. It always of how drops. We're just, you know, stepping up. Yeah. But Adam, there's still two levels, so stay with me here because we can go from excellent to the next rung on the ladder, level five, which is outstanding. 
Imagine what life is like as a real estate investor when you've got the psychology and the strategy and you're playing at that level. And everything that you're doing, everything that you're thinking, everything that you're saying, even how you optimize and maximize your time is driving results. What kind of results do you get if you're outstanding? You get excellent results if you're outstanding. Adam for the win, 10,000 <laughs> points to you. But again, now we got to talk about, okay, Trevor, what is that top level on the ladder of success? What's the highest rung? And this is what I tell a lot of the people that I coach that are in professional athletes or I coach Olympic athletes, because ultimately we know that sometimes they win the gold medal by 0 0.001 of a tenth of a second. Yep. And that is when they show up committed to what we call being extraordinary or extraordinary. That's where you play at the highest level of everything you do, whether it's with your general contractor, whether it's with your appraiser, your property manager, your broker, your investors, your VA. I mean, anybody that's a pillar of support that helps you win the real estate game, when you show up committed at that level, the results that you get at Extraordinary are extraordinary. Does that oh, make sense? It does, but I have to change my notes because I already thought that it was going to be outstanding. So It is. It's outstanding, but it's extraordinary. I mean, it is the dust on top of outstanding, and most people don't know how to get there on their own. And that's why listening to this show, thinking about, okay, now I can go back there and take a look at my own path in real estate. So this is a, a suggestion to you and all your listeners. Where on that ladder are you playing at right now? And let's chunk it down into bite-sized pieces. When it comes to finding new opportunities, are you poor, good, great, or are you excellent, outstanding, or extraordinary? What about in finding lenders for your deals? Mm, you know, okay. what about in selecting general contractors? You know, what about in being able to go out of state and look at different opportunities? I mean, there's so many subcategories that you could look at on this ladder. And then as we start to do this as investors, we start to see where we're strong and where we may need some support. And mm -hmm. that's where it gets really interesting. But I'm telling you, once you learn this and you apply it in real estate, you also start applying it in your life. I mean, if I were to ask you, where are you showing up on the ladder of success with your significant other? I bet you've got an answer. Where are you showing up with your diet? I bet you've got an answer. Where are you showing up with your children? Mm, I bet you got an answer. And the opportunity is now to ask yourself, okay, well, maybe I'm showing up excellent, but what if I could go to the next level? Mm -hmm. Because as human beings, Adam, the goal is to always be in what we call expansion that is growing and learning and applying and continuing to get better and better. I mean, we all want to have better finances. We all want to have better relationships. We all want to have better health. So the number one question we must ask as real estate investors is, am I making progress? Am I growing? Am I learning? And am I willing to fail en route? I mean, if you're at one level of the ladder, and you go out there and you make a mistake and you drop down one or two levels, it doesn't define you. Okay. Because Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich that there is no failure, there's only feedback. And in real estate, we get a lot of feedback, don't we? I mean, you choose the wrong tenants, you, you choose the wrong partners, you invest in the wrong cities, and ultimately there's gonna be pain. But again, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger and we can use those as references to say, 
well, I've learned that. I'm not going to make that mistake again. And I'm going to continue to move up the ladder of success. Does that make sense? Yes. And uh, for the listeners, this, this psychology stuff is obviously very important. If any of us wants to go to the next level, taking care of the psychology first is obviously very, very important. My question for you, Trevor, is when we're talking about looking at all the parts of our business and we see that there's a part or two that are in the poor, good, or maybe even getting to the great, what do we do to fix those issues? Do we Great find question. a partner that, that compliments us or what yep. would you suggest? That's one way to do it. I think that partnering up with somebody that's better at what they do than what your soft spots are is definitely a way to go. I mean, we all have our own strengths and we all have our own weaknesses. So my suggestion as a high performance coach is to really honor what you're good at. I mean, some people are really good at the numbers. They're really good at analyzing deals. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people over here are really good at the people part. They love to go out there and, you know, find the deals and talk to brokers and talk to lenders. So ultimately you want to make sure you're optimizing your strengths and then supporting your weaknesses, either with a partner that can help you or, you know, a virtual assistant, a spouse, you know, it could be anybody. But ultimately, there's always a way for you to use your skill set and then leverage other people's skill sets to go further faster. Does that yeah, make sense? It does. Yeah. I have a question for you then within your business. When we talk about um, you, I can see you're very, you love people. You want to help people. You're, 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 you've got a passion for teaching and coaching other people to you know, thrive in their business. And that's why everybody calls you Coach Trevor. It is your nickname and it's, it's been around for some time. People can't even call you Trevor anymore. So yep. I guess the question is, what, what are you not good at and, and how are you solving those in your own business? What a great question. And you're right. Even as a master platinum coach, and even though I've done 15,000 coaching calls, that's an actual statistic, 15,000 coaching calls with investors, not just in the US and Canada, but all over. I mean, I've got clients in Europe. I've got clients in Asia. I've got clients in New Zealand and a ton of clients down under in Australia. So ultimately, you know what, even though I've had this experience and I talk to people that are, you know, flippers and rehabbers and long-term buy and hold people and assisted living and mobile home parks, self-storage, syndication. I mean, I got people buying notes. I got people buying historic buildings. I got people doing environmental credits. There's a ton of ways to make money. So I don't have strength in all of those areas. My strength is my psychology, where my soft spots are sometimes are in some of the strategies. And that's why I go to guys that are actually out there doing the things in real estate that I want to do. So I don't just, you know, talk the talk as a coach. I walk the walk. And here's the truth, Adam. I have two coaches myself. Plus, I have an accountability partner in Seattle that kick my butt regularly and make sure I'm challenged so that I'm always learning and growing and going up the ladder as well. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, in the pre-interview, we talked about accountability. And I think that's important enough to touch on a little bit more. Would you mind spending a a bit of time showing the listeners how they could benefit by having an accountability partner? Absolutely. Well, we know that there are five reasons why investors fail to go to the next level. And accountability is really number five. Can I share the the first four before we even get there? Absolutely. Please, Please. So the very first thing that most investors fail to do is get rid of what we call limiting beliefs. Because again, 
we've all got these doubts, these fears, these worries, these anxieties. Oh, what if the market crashes? Oh, all the good deals are gone. Oh, that broker won't give me the deal. He'll give it to someone else. And so we tend to tell ourselves lies. In fact, we rationalize. And if you break that word into two, mm -hmm. we tell ourselves rational lies why we can't do something in real estate. And it's a bunch of BS. Mm. And BS doesn't stand for what you think it does. Well, it does, but it also stands for belief systems. It's time for you to check in with your belief systems if you want to scale. Does that make sense? Okay, it does. Yeah. You bet. So we got to get rid of those limiting beliefs. Number two is lack of a strategic plan. I mean, Tony Robbins says, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. And so yep. you got to always start with what is the outcome that you want? You know, why do you want it? How bad do you want it? And then you can reverse engineer the plan to create the steps that will get you there. So it's like building a roadmap or a recipe or a blueprint that you've got to follow to get from where you are to where you want to be. Does that make sense? Yep. You bet. Number three is what I call a lack of consistent and persistent action. Because here's the truth, Adam. We could get rid of all your limiting beliefs and we could create a roadmap or a recipe or a blueprint of a plan. But if you don't go out there and take action, if you're not driving neighborhoods, talking to brokers, making offers, yeah. you're fooling yourself. So again, those are the first three. Do those resonate with you? Absolutely. So limited beliefs, lack of strategic plan, and then a lack of consistent and persistent action. You got it. There's still two more. And we go to number four, which is what we call leverage. And again, that speaks to what you were talking about before is, you know, leverage is really two things. Number one is who's helping you get from where you are to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Do you have a coach or a teacher or a mentor or a trainer? Or do you have a partner? Do you have a VA? Do you have a certain relationship with different brokers and lenders and property managers? Because we call those people pillars of support that are going to help you win the real estate game. So that's the first part of leverage. The second part is really why you want it. And, you know, there's a ton of people out there that kind of want it, you know, they're lukewarm to having it, but they're not committed. And ultimately we say, you know what, what is your why? Why do you want to be a successful real estate investor and how will it impact you? You know, some people are about, you know, the money, some are about building a certain net worth, some are about time freedom, some are about, you know, just being a part of a community where you have a roof over somebody's head that can't afford to buy their own home. I mean, there's many reasons why, but you've got to remember that those are the rocket fuel or the juice to hang on to when times get tough or when What's, there's no deal flow. Does that make sense? Absolutely. What's your why? I have a why. why. I'll tell you my why. Let's do number five and then we'll come back okay, to it. Great. Because number five is what you spoke to, Adam, and that is a lack of accountability. I mean, if you don't have somebody holding your feet to the fire and doing what you're saying you're going to do by the time you said you were going to get it done, the chances of you doing it, we know, diminish. There's something called the law of diminishing intent. And that is, you know, we have big goals and big dreams and big plans, but then the next day, I don't know, there's a sporting match on, or you got to go to your kid's, you know, Christmas concert or something. And, you know, life gets in the way. And so a coach or an accountability partner is somebody that can say, hey, 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 you said that you were going to come up with, you know, three potential deals by next Thursday at four o'clock. I'm waiting for those. So yep. again, those are the five key reasons that people fail to really scale 
their real estate business. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. You bet. So to so, get back to your question yeah, about the why you want to have it. Yeah. What's your why? My why is helping people. I mean, my why is helping people like my coach helped me when I first got into real estate and I didn't have a clue what was going on. I didn't know how much to put down. I didn't know where to buy. I didn't know what to buy. You know, people said location, location, location. I didn't know there was anything beyond that until I started to read books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Think and Grow Rich. And then I started to hire coaches and go to events and all of those things. And in a very short amount of time, I learned that there was a new way of thinking and a new way of behaving that would radically change someone's results. And that's ultimately what got me into being a coach in the first place is I have achieved some success and I'm always ready for more. But ultimately, I want to help share this with other people so that they don't have to fall down and skin their knee. They can absolutely see that there is a path to real estate success. And if I can be somebody that helps them get there, like a lot of the people you mentioned at the top of the call, you know what? That's what I'm here to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, it, I wonder, is there, is there another level uh, behind that for you? Is there, is there like, why do you want to help people? What do you get out of that? You know, I'm a huge empath. I have a huge heart. I didn't have a, 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 an easy upbringing. I mean, I remember my mom and dad telling a story that the day I was, you know, born, they bought their first single family home in, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, a really small place. You know, they bought this little home and they spent so much on the down payment that they couldn't afford furniture. They literally had boxes for end tables. They put the lamps on these boxes and you know, that was the start of, of their journey. And obviously things got better as time went on. But I'm telling you, I've just always, you know, been that guy that wants to be the captain of the hockey team or mm. the captain of the, you know, soccer team or, or help people, you know, in philanthropic ways or charities and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So I think it was a natural evolution. But, you know, to really sum it up in two words, I think it's easiest to say that I have these two things that are a burning fire inside me. And the first one is passion. You know, I'm passionate yep. about talking to people. I'm passionate about keynote speaking, coaching, consulting. I mean, anything. I really have a passion for people. And I always remind us that real estate isn't about real estate. It's about being in the relationship business. So I'm able to use my passion for people in an industry where that's basically what it's completely about. So that's number one is passion. And number two is I have a huge hunger for more, you know, more knowledge, more wisdom, mm. more clients, more money, more experiences. And that's why my wife, Lisa, and I and our three boys travel quite a bit. I mean, we just spent the entire month of January in Australia. Oh, you know, last year we were in Italy. We were in Hong Kong. We took an Alaskan cruise because we've designed our life around coaching and real estate that gives us freedom and flexibility to live our lives on our terms. So that's a huge driver as well. And awesome. I'm blessed and grateful to have that opportunity. Awesome. I've, I've I got a question for you and, and this relates to me. So um, I, I feel like this is good enough, but you're the expert. And I'm, I'm curious because I've never heard anybody else have my why. And I want to leave a legacy. I want to change the world. And I, I just have a passion for, for making it, open for everybody. So there's never a foreclosure out there. I, you know, just want to change the way people think about buying apartments because everybody thinks I don't have money. I can't buy apartments. I'm like, I can give you three ways you can help me and you'll be on my apartments. I just want to, I just want to leave a legacy. Is that, 
Is that a bad reason? Like, is that like a selfish why? No, not at all. In fact, I applaud you for what you're doing because I really see you in this podcast and the way that you show up to help people as a bridge or you're a conduit. So I want you to really own the identity of what drives you or what your why is, is helping other people over that bridge or helping people from one end of the conduit to the other. And this podcast, all of the results that your clients or your fans are getting are all part and parcel to the desire of you wanting to do that. And I'm telling you, if the universe places desire on your heart, it's because it wants you to go out there and fulfill it. In fact, if you look up the Latin root of the word desire, it means of the Father, of God, of the universe wanting you to go and fulfill something. So if I've got a desire to coach people and you've got a desire to be that bridge or that conduit or leave a legacy, you know, that's here in your heart because the universe wants you to fulfill that. Does that sound cool to you or what? Absolutely. I've always, I've always been shy to tell people my why because I'm like, is that can, does that sound uh, selfish? I just want to change the world. I, I think, I think I can. I, you know, anyway, anyway, enough about you me. This are. is your interview, but uh, you already are my friend. I mean, uh, there's nothing better than to share wisdom and knowledge, and all you got to do is find references to that fact. And if you go back thousands of years, you know, to you know the beginnings of civilization. Men and women used to sit around campfires and storytell for hours and hours every night before they went to bed. Yeah. You know, this is just a new way for Adam to sit around the campfire and your reach is much larger. In fact, it's global. And ultimately, I applaud you because I think anybody that gives up their time and, and their energy and their commitment to do the work that you do or I do or Joe does or any of the people that you mentioned earlier, I mean, this is ultimately what drives us. And ultimately, you're going to look back and you're going to say, was I fulfilled doing what the universe placed on my heart? You know, and yeah. I guarantee you, Adam, that you're going to absolutely look back at these times and go, that was the best thing I could have ever done for myself and for humanity. Trust me. We'll get right into the final five. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever. Go to bestevershow.com. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup to 555-888. Text meetup to 555-888. You're a magnetic guy. You Thank came you. in today with an incredible amount of knowledge, very, very helpful strategic steps, uh, very easy to connect with you. And I think that there's going to be a lot of listeners here right now that are curious how they could get a hold of you. Could you share a link, a phone number? How would people get a hold of you best if they wanted to reach out to Coach McGregor, Coach Trevor? Well, thank you for that. And absolutely, I make it really, really easy. In fact, it doesn't get any easier than this. You simply go to www.coachwithtrevor.com. Coachwithtrevor.com, fill in your details. I'll send you a quick email and anybody that wants to connect is certainly welcome to do that. You can also go read some great testimonials from other real estate investors all over this beautiful blue planet to see what I've been able to help them with in their careers. And I'm telling you, it's the place to be. And if it's not me that you reach out to, find somebody that you 
know has been in the real estate business. Find a mentor, find a coach, find a teacher, find a trainer, find a partner, find an accountability part buddy, because I'm telling you, it's much more fun doing it with someone else than trying to go it alone. I, I, would, I would have to agree with that. So uh, today we talked about strategy versus psychology and how important really the psychology is because everybody's got the strategy. I don't know if it was the pre-interview or the current interview, but we were talking about diets and people are still you know, getting fatter, but it's not because they don't understand how to do it. It's because they don't have the psychology behind it. Uh, we talked about accountability partners, and if, if Trevor didn't say it all in the beginning, he started investing in real estate when he was just 21 years old, and then he grew and grew and grew through townhomes to duplexes to fourplex, and now you're doing a seven-figure development. So Trevor, not only does he have the psychology behind this, but he's the real deal, and the, the key, I think, that we got away from this as far as creative real estate goes is it's all in your mind. If you believe you can achieve, you can achieve. That's, that's a fact. So I hope that everybody got something huge out of this. I appreciate your time today coming with us. Uh, thank you, Trevor. And uh, we'll have a great, great day. Until next time, everybody, think outside the box. It's Adam Adams. What would you do if I asked you to leave us a five-star rating today? Would you pull over and make sure to take care of that with the just a few seconds that it takes? Or would you ignore it? Today, I want to let you know that it would be a win-win anyway if you did that because we get better and better guests just because we have better ratings. But today, I'm going to sweeten the deal. I'm writing a book and I want to get you a free copy. The best way for me to do this is if you take a screenshot of that five-star rating, email it directly to me at adam at realbluespruce.com. I'm going to get you a copy of that book this year. Until next time, think outside the box.